Hello, and welcome to The Liberated Citizen. With the day off today, I found my thoughts thinking about Dr. King, where we've been and where we are today. I wish that I believed that we were closer today to achieving his dream. So I decided that I would capture some of my thoughts in today's podcast. So join me in these reflections on equality, where we are going to explore DEI and Dr. King's vision. I'm Greg Stroud. And this is the Liberated Citizen Podcast. Welcome to the Liberated Citizen. Today's episode is a special one as we dive into the heart of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy reflecting on the tremendous strides made since his time and exploring the intersection of his vision with modern day initiatives for diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI for short. Interesting side note, when DEI started to hit the mainstream, it was originally diversity, inclusion, and equity, or D-I-E, die for short. I think they not so quickly realized they had to rebrand and now we have DEI, but I digress. Dr. King's dream, his teachings, and his unwavering commitment to justice have left an indelible mark on American history. But how does his vision align with today's efforts and America's foundational values? Let's embark on this exploration together. First, we'll cover some history about Dr. King, and then we'll get into some DEI, and then following that, we'll get into the meat of what I want to talk about. So first, a disclaimer. I I can't say that I'm an expert on Dr. King, and I may be missing some context, nuance, to what I believe his teachings were about. I'm sure that I will likely oversimplify or perhaps even incorrectly paraphrase him, but I believe that I have the essences correct. If I make an egregious mistake or say something totally incongruent with his teachings, please post in the comments or reach out to me. I'm always willing to learn more. So with that out of the way, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It's a name that resonates with the struggle for equality and justice, a voice that echoed the dreams and aspirations of millions and a legacy that continues to inspire. Dr. King's philosophy was rooted in the fundamental American ideals of freedom, justice, and equality. He dreamt of a nation where people would not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. This powerful vision was a beacon of hope during the tumultuous times of the civil rights movement. In the years since Dr. King's tragic assassination in 1968, America has witnessed remarkable progress in civil rights. The fruits of this movement, which Dr. King was instrumental in leading, are evident. The Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, and the Fair Housing Act of 1968 were landmark legislations that dismantled the legal framework of segregation and discrimination. They were monumental achievements, representing a seismic shift in American society. But Dr. King's dream was not just about dismantling the visible structures of inequality. He envisioned a deeper, more profound change, a society where every individual irrespective of their race, had the opportunity to achieve their fullest potential. He spoke about a world where one's destiny would not be predetermined by their birth, but shaped by their talents, efforts, and character. As we reflect on these achievements, it's important to recognize the road that still lies ahead. Yes, segregation signs have come down. Yes, the right to vote has been enshrined in law for everyone. But a question remains, have we fully realized Dr. King's dream? Have we reached that promised land he spoke of where quality of opportunity is not just a legal mandate, but a lived reality for all? In the decades following Dr. King's death, the struggle for equality evolved. 
We've seen the rise of affirmative action designed to level the playing field in education and employment. We've witnessed the growth of diversity and inclusion programs aimed at ensuring representation across various sectors. These initiatives, while well-intentioned, also prompt us to ask, do they align with the core principles of Dr. King's vision? Are we enhancing the opportunities for all, or are we in some ways diverging from the meritocracy and ideals that Dr. King championed? As we consider the gains made since the civil rights movement, it's crucial to explore the nature of these gains. How have they impacted the everyday lives of individuals across the nation? Has the promise of equality in education, employment, and housing been fulfilled uniformly across the board? These are questions that require us to look beyond legislative achievements to the lived experiences of Americans from all walks of life. Having not lived experiences of all Americans from all walks of life, I would say that there are not equality of outcomes in education, employment, and housing. But I'm not sure that that is a fact of and proof of racism or uh, discrimination. I think that it's more nuanced and it's more complex and it requires a bigger dive into the factors. And we'll get into this a little bit later. I would argue that this is more a call to action for people than it is for government or even corporations. So Dr. King's legacy is not just a chapter in history books. It's a continuous call to action. A reminder that the fight for justice and equality is ever evolving. And as we navigate this century, with its unique challenges and opportunities, it's imperative that we revisit his teachings. What would he say about the state of our nation today? How would he approach the complex issues of race, identity, and quality in the modern context? And in this vein, today isn't just about the past, it's also the future. We honor Dr. King by remembering not only what he achieved, but also what he aspired to achieve. His dream was bold, his vision far-reaching, and his faith in the American ideals unwavering. As we delve deeper into today's topics, let's keep in mind the essence of Dr. King's dream. And I would say that essence is a society where every individual is valued for who they are and what they can contribute, not judged or limited by superficial distinctions or immutable characteristics. So now that we've explored Dr. King's essence, let's dive down into the evolution of diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives and see if they align with the principles that Dr. King stood for. In recent years, DEI initiatives have become increasingly prominent in workplaces, educational institutions, and other sectors. Their aim seems to be noble. They espouse to create environments where diverse voices are heard and respected, and where opportunities are accessible to all. But as I look at these initiatives, a critical question comes to mind. Do they align with the vision of equality that Dr. King championed? Dr. King fought tirelessly for equality of opportunity. Envision a society where individuals are evaluated in advance based on their abilities and character. A society where the circumstances of one's birth do not determine their destiny. This is the essence of meritocracy, a foundational American value. However, some aspects of modern DEI initiatives appear to shift focus from equality of opportunity to equality of outcome. Equality of outcome is a concept that emphasizes ensuring all individuals achieve similar results. While this is well-intentioned, I believe this approach conflicts with the principle of meritocracy. When I think about DEI, it raises this question. Are we moving toward a society where outcomes are predetermined, irrespective of individual effort and talent, and that these outcomes will be the same no matter what decisions an individual makes or regardless of how hard they work? To me, it seems that we have moved in this direction more and more over the past decade. It is an affront to American values 
and a regression to discriminate based on race and sex. Moreover, the implementation of DEI initiatives often involve considering an individual's race or identity as a factor in decisions regarding employment, education, and beyond. This approach, while it aims to correct historical and systemic imbalances, and I say systemic imbalances with quotation marks because I'm not sure, like I, I have yet to hear someone clearly articulate where the system is imbalanced, where, where does it have racism or discrimination as part of its policy, point it to me. And as Ben Shapiro says, I will stand with you and I will go fight this. But when we just talk about a systemic racism and imbalances as something like the force where I can feel it, but I can't show it to you, it loses me. And anyway, this, this approach of DEI initiatives, it's contrary to Dr. King's dream where people are judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Challenge, I think, then, is to balance the laudable goals of DEI, inclusivity, re respect for diversity, and the eradication of discrimination, with the maintenance of a merit-based system where individual talents and efforts are recognized and rewarded. So how do we, how do we honor his legacy in this regard? How, how do we ensure that in our pursuit of a more just society, we don't inadvertently compromise on the very principles of fairness and individual achievement that Dr. King advocated for. As we ponder these questions, it becomes evident to me that the path forward is not black and white, pun intended. It requires a nuanced understanding of both his vision and the complexities of modern society. I think it demands that we strive for a balance, recognizing that not everyone shares the same situation, for better or worse all the while upholding the principles of merit and individual excellence. So let's delve into a more speculative, yet crucially important topic. How might Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. view today's DEI philosophy and initiatives? It's a sensitive and thought-provoking area, and I'll probably get some, some pushback and uh, some comments, but that's fine. Let's engage. That's how we, that's how we learn. That's how we evolve. We, we have discussions. So firstly, I think it's important to acknowledge that Dr. King was a visionary who saw beyond the immediate struggles of his time. He dreamed of a world where equality was not just legal mandated, but a lived reality. In this sense, I think he would probably appreciate the objectives behind modern DEI initiatives, a desire to create environments where everyone, regardless of background, can thrive. However, I think Dr. King's emphasis on the content of character would lead him to question aspects of these initiatives that prioritize identity over individual merit. He advocated for a society where each person is evaluated based on their abilities and contributions, not reduced to a demographic category. In this light, Dr. King would very likely be concerned about any approach that leans towards viewing individuals primarily through the lens of their race or identity, rather than as unique individuals with their own sets of skills and experiences. Additionally, Dr. King's philosophy was deeply rooted in the concept of unity and the belief in the power of shared experiences to bring about change. He would be very wary of approaches that emphasize differences to the extent that they overshadow our common humanity and shared American identity. And I think that's part of what our problem is today is that I'm not sure that we continue to, to have a shared American identity. And it's one of the reasons for this podcast to reemphasize and reestablish American values and the importance that they hold and have as a cornerstone in the foundation of our society and how we interact with each other and how we view the world as well as how do we develop our policies 
How did we develop solutions to problems? So continuing, Dr. King's teachings were also about empowerment, empowering individuals to overcome barriers and realize their potential. He would argue that the best way to achieve this is not through policies that enforce equality of outcome, but through initiatives that ensure equality of opportunity, providing everyone with the tools, resources, and fair chances they need to succeed on their own merits. So in summary, I think Dr. King would probably support goals of inclusivity and respect for diversity. He would definitely, though, have reservations about approaches that move away from his ideals of individual merit and character. I think he would encourage us to find ways to uplift all members of society while still recognizing and celebrating the unique contributions of each individual. I think that this approach is truly the American approach. American culture has always been very individualistic. Today's society, we might have gone too far in celebration of the individual to the point where we have placed the individual upon a pedestal and said that they are the what's most important but the thing to remember about american society is that it was about individual liberty but it was also about that liberty being constrained for the betterment of society in certain ways so as as we progress through my thoughts let's let's turn our attention to the broader social factors contributing to inequality and the role of government in addressing these issues while staying true to American values and Dr. King's vision. One of the core American ideals is the belief in limited government intervention, emphasizing personal freedom and responsibility. Dr. King in his fight for civil rights sought government intervention only as far as it was necessary to dismantle legal structures of segregation and ensure equal rights under the law. Beyond that, he advocated for community action and individual empowerment. He believed in the power of people united in purpose to bring about change. In this light, a limited government approach would focus on creating conditions where equality of opportunity is a reality for all. So this means that we, we've got to look at ensuring access to quality education, um, fair employment practices, and protection against discrimination under the law. Some of which I think has been done. Others, we, we probably need to look at, like how, how do we provide quality education? That's a problem that a lot of people smarter than me are continuing to tackle. And at a later date, uh, I'll give you my thoughts and, and uh, hopefully begin a discussion on where we can begin to solve that problem. And it may not begin with government. Leave that teaser on the table for you. But getting back to the conversation at hand, a limited government approach involves setting the stage for individuals to succeed based on their merit and effort. Sounds simple, but it's important to recognize the complexities involved. Factors like family structure, geographic location, access to healthcare, and even economic background play a significant role in shaping these opportunities. I believe the government should not play a role in addressing these disparities as it quickly becomes a moral morass. Instead, I think the government's role is to ensure the rule of law, that those laws are in line with American values, and equality before those laws for everyone. And I would advocate for all those who want to do something, I, I suggest, recommend, support private institutions, nonprofits with, with your time, your money, your energy, and make the change you want to see in society. Uh, Dr. King already talked about community involvement. That's where it begins. That's where you should be putting your efforts. And I, I talked about just a few of those factors. There's, there's, a, there's a plethora of more factors that play a role, but those are the major ones in my opinion. And this, this is where the conversations I've been in, this is where they seem to get heated. 
And one side seems to argue that hard work and talent is all that's needed in America today uh, to succeed. And then the other side jumps in and says, well, it's unfair for people who are disadvantaged from the get-go. And oh, by the way, the past has impacted where they are today. And so in comparison to some, they are disadvantaged through no fault of their own. I sympathize and even empathize to a certain extent with this predicament. But as I have been on repeat with my kids growing up, as my parents were on repeat with me as I was growing up, life is not fair. And to sit around and complain and pitch a fit about how life is unfair gets you nowhere. And, you know, getting back to Dr. King, you shouldn't be given rewards without the individual achievement, the, the hard work, the merit. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. My college wasn't paid for by my parents. I didn't inherit a business or any wealth. So I can, I can understand when I looked around and saw, you know, other people's parents paying for their college, giving them cars, uh, giving them lots of advantages. And when I was younger, I, I would feel a little bit upset uh, at, at the situation of, well, they get stuff and, and I don't, and how my life would be better if I get that stuff. But as I learned, as I went through life and I worked hard and I seized upon opportunities that were presented to me, and I made something of myself, looking back, I value where I'm at today much more so than if I had been given it or if I had not gotten here through the strength of my own merit and my own actions. And, and that's something I think that is overlooked when we start looking at some of these spoiled kids coming from rich, rich families or well-off families that, yeah, they have a lot of advantages. But one of the advantages they don't have is they, they don't know what it's like to be hungry. They don't know what it's like to be without. And while not comfortable, it does provide an advantage in life in, in providing motivation to change your circumstances, to not be afraid of hard work and getting after something. So where I start to disagree is when the approach and the recommendation is that we are going to use current discrimination to fix past discrimination. And I especially disagree with government solutions, government entities attempting to level the playing field. The government is not the right tool. It's, it's very blunt, it's inefficient, it uses mandates and other people's money to attempt solutions. It's wrong on multiple levels and it flies in the face of American values. Not to mention the fact that because it is such a blunt instrument, it ends up causing more problems than it fixes. So government, in my opinion, is not the solution. Corporations and environmental social governance, as well as uh, DEI initiatives, they're, they're, they're laudable in their tent. I, I get where they're coming from. They're, they're, they're trying to fix something and I appreciate that, but we cannot violate American principles. We cannot be contradictory to our American values. And if these policies and these initiatives discriminate based on skin color and sex, it's wrong. These initiatives use skin color and sex almost as a shorthand to say that if you are of a certain skin color or a certain sex, you are a victim and sometimes that's applicable many times it isn't and this inefficiency in this system it you know is just another reason why these initiatives are wrong so going back to corporations the corporations and businesses have a purpose and you know that purpose is to provide the best product or service at the lowest cost 
while provide while paying the highest wages. Now, that's my personal opinion about business. But with that purpose being stated, once you start to go outside the realm in having these policies and initiatives starts to impact your business in small ways at first, maybe big ways later. But regardless, in my opinion, these things are these initiatives are outside the scope of the purpose of your business. And that's why I think that this is not the best tool either to try to achieve some of these, uh, the, the end states of these initiatives. So what do I think? Well, I believe the best tools are in individual choice and nonprofits and community initiatives on a volunteer basis. This is in line with our American values. It doesn't need to use discrimination to apply benefits or resources. And these can be local, state, or even national in organization. It's a group of people that see a need or problem, and they're going to offer solutions and apply resources in a way that doesn't penalize anybody else. And oh, by the way, because it's their resources, they're going to be very keen on applying those resources in a just way and, and making sure that those resources get to the right people at the right time. In my opinion, this is what we need more of in the community. People willing to sacrifice their own resources of time, energy, and money versus those who just sit back and virtue signal and call for other people's money through you know, taxes and government solutions uh, that, that really don't get after the problem, but it, but it makes them feel good. And it makes them ha almost have an air of superiority of like, well, look at me, I'm, I'm supporting this. And in my opinion, I was looking at them like, are, but are you really? Or are you just taking the easy way out? Back to the, the task at hand, the essence of a lot of these initiatives is de facto, they treat people differently because of their race. But the bottom line with DEI and ESG is that these initiatives want to treat people differently because of their race. And because of that, and where they're applying that, that initiative, it inherently has to disadvantage someone. And this is where it becomes, this is where it becomes wrong. Like we cannot arbitrarily benefit somebody else and discriminate against someone else based on race or sex. It's just flat out wrong. In my approach, it aligns with principles of freedom and self-reliance and choice. It's about empowering individuals with an ability to create change and enables them to put their money where their mouth is instead of clamoring to spend other people's money or enact another government program, which is inefficient, ineffective, unwieldy, and ultimately creates another set of problems, even if they are unintended. We know through history that government programs do these things. So as we conclude this episode, we've reflected on the profound legacy of Dark King and the ongoing journey towards the dream he articulated. I would say that we were closer to achieving this dream before DEI or DIE, as I like to call it, came into popular culture. In the past decade or two, it seems to me that Americans are ever more divided and focused on our immutable characteristics. I think we need to get back to Dr. King's message. It was one of hope and action. He would encourage us today to continue to strive for a society where everyone has the opportunity to realize their potential, where the circumstances of one's birth do, does not limit their future, and where our differences are celebrated but aren't used to divide us, and our differences aren't used to disadvantage each other. His vision was rooted in the fundamental American values of liberty, justice, and the pursuit of happiness. He envisioned a society where every individual is judged by their character and has equal opportunity to succeed. I believe that we need to get back to a perspective where someone's appearance is secondary to their identity. And this identity should be more about their values and their actions instead of immutable characteristics. 
I believe that we've made significant strides since Dr. King's time. Is it perfect? Have we achieved the vision? I don't think so. There's still some work to do. But I think that these solutions requires pairing of goals of inclusivity and diversity with the principles of meritocracy and individual excellence. If these principles are not at the foundation of the solution, then we're betraying our American ideals and values. It involves recognizing the role of government is in creating equal opportunities while also respecting personal freedom and responsibility. So as we move forward through 2024, let's honor Dr. King's legacy by continuing to strive for a society that upholds the dignity and potential of every individual. Let's embrace our diversity, not as a dividing factor, but as a source of strength and unity. For this diversity to be a strength, we have to believe in the same American values and ideals as the foundation for our society. These values are what makes America great, have made America great, and what will continue to make America great. And let's remember that the dream Dr. King spoke of is one that we must all work towards together. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, keep the dream alive, keep striving for justice, and keep believing in the power of unity. Thank you for listening to The Liberated Citizen. I hope you found this content engaging and thought-provoking. Please share, engage with others, make comments, like, subscribe, follow, and comment on whatever platform you heard this on. I'll be dropping weekly episodes, so stay tuned. If you like this content and want more, I have an ebook that is out now. It's available on Amazon Kindle Unlimited, Paperback edition will be coming out soon. It is a manifesto for those who want to make an impact, living in the American values in needed career paths. Remember, action is the key to liberation. Break free and embrace life with all its possibilities.